Have you ever felt different from everyone else? Did you like to question things and figure life out on your own terms? Is your light dying to shine? For me, I found that healing my anxiety and disordered eating started with appreciating the feminine energy within me, this unique expression that was in me all along. Coming back to my body, I started to see through the lies I had been believing for most of my life. Right now, the world is awakening to more of these lies too. While disorienting, this process is also incredibly empowering, especially if you have the right tools. Bright Side of the Moon is a place to connect with out-of-the-box thinkers like yourself and to talk about healing the feminine on a collective and personal level. This podcast does away with the lies, lifts up the veil to the truth, and in lifting that veil, you'll see how beautiful, safe, and valued you really are. These are conversations and discussions that center around being exactly who you are and peeling back the layers of conditioning that you've laid upon your spirit. From healing anxiety to soothing your nervous system, you'll get the support you need. I'm Paige Fitchler, and this is The Bright Side of the Moon. Hello, Bright Side of the Moon family. I'm so glad to be back as always, and I know I've kind of updated you guys on this last process over the last year of healing from some pretty intense things, as always, but really doing it in a new way. And a result of that is me really coming into a different version of myself that I feel is more aligned with who I am than ever. And I have some really cool episodes coming up this year, 2022, some amazing guests, like the whole time I'm recording with these people, I'm like fangirling. Like, like I said, it's so much more aligned with what I feel to be important. And I really think that I had to go through a lot of those really, really difficult moments last year to come out to the other side. And I'm really excited to share it with you. One of the new focuses will be on empowering women in a way that isn't just superficial. I want to talk about birth. I want to talk about the earth. I want to talk about sexuality, slut shaming, all of these things that are really important, especially as we change ages, which is what we'll talk about today in this episode with my sister, Angela Pitchler. <laughs> I think you'll really notice the difference in tone here because it really is about having fun, healing, and also staying grounded and fighting the good fight. Okay. So not just fighting fights to do it, but really, really staying grounded and stable and fortified in your energy first before trying to change anything else. And I think that that's a way that we can really support ourselves and support other women. It's like, okay, where are the things that aren't working for me? And where are the things that I just, they are unacceptable to me? And how can I change them? So we talked a little bit about the changing in ages today because we are shifting into the Aquarian age. We officially started the Aquarian age in 2020. And ages change every 2,600 years. So this is a big deal. This is, a lot of people say, this is the reason that your soul incarnated right now. So if you've been wondering why everything is so whack and so crazy and just out of the ordinary, this is why. We are really deconstructing the old to create the new, the heart-based, and the equal, okay? So that's why all of these topics have been coming up over the last few years, even more so. And it's important to be aware of what's going on in the sky. And because remember, 
as is above, as is below. We are all the same. We are all moving through this energy together. And the more that you have an understanding of it, the better. (laughs) The better you will feel, the less crazy you'll feel. You'll know what we're doing collectively, as well as how it's impacting you on an individual level. And I couldn't think of a person that I would rather have with me as I start this kind of new iteration of the podcast than my sister. But the reason I had her on is because I really want to talk about each astrological season before we start it. And she is like so Aquarian. It's hilarious. She's so good with tech. She's kind of aloof, but like warm at the same time. And we talk about a lot about Aquarius, what this energy is, what we're going to expect this season as well as what the Aquarian age is, why it's important to know what we're talking about because we are teetering on the edge of a lot of things right now. And the more people that are aware of this information, the easier and the brighter this transition will be. So thank you for listening to this. This is a really big episode to really bring to the forefront of your consciousness. So there's a reason that you're here. There's a reason that you're listening to this. And I'm I'm just very glad that you're here. Like I said, right now I'm recording under the Cancer full moon during Capricorn season. And as many of you probably know, we started off the year in a Venus retrograde and a Mercury retrograde just began. I want to say like two days ago from when I'm recording, like mid-January. So we have all these retrogrades really bringing us back and slowing us down. And then we have Cancer This full moon, which rules the past, which rules old experiences and ancestral patterns. So maybe some ex stuff, some ex partner things come up for you. Maybe not. Lots of things around the family and just old patterns. Again, we're having this collective review of old patterns that aren't working. We start off this year with an individual reckoning of what isn't working. So really be kind to yourself as always. I am a cancer and I will tell you, I have a memory like you wouldn't believe. I remember everything anybody has ever said to me just about. And that's kind of what this is about. It's like, all right, what are the pain points that we may not be consciously aware of? So that's what we're starting this year off with. And then we're moving into Aquarius season pretty soon here. And on the day that this comes out, we will officially be have beginning Aquarius season of this year. And so this is very important. And just remember, the things that come up that are from the past or old patterns aren't here to derail you, aren't here to ruin your life. They're here to help you see things from a different perspective. And as annoying as that is, when you're in it, you're like, okay, shut the fuck up, Paige. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't want to be dealing with this. Just try and breathe through it and know that you will soon see a different perspective if you're open to it. So as always, oh, I'm so excited for this. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. It's so fun to have my sister on and just listen to her kind of vibey Aquarian-ness and really keep an open heart and an open mind as we move into 2022 because we have a lot of big shifts moving nodes this time. We were on the Sagittarius Gemini axis the last year and a half, which is about dissemination of information as well as dogmatic thinking. So now we're moving into Taurus and Scorpio. There's going to be a lot about the earth. There's going to be a lot about the body. And we're also going to be really releasing a lot about old power structures, old ways of doing things in the realms of the government, taxes, lots of underworld things, we'll say, okay? So just keep an open mind, listen to this episode, receive it in the way that your soul is meant to. And as always, I am so happy that you're here. I always reach out with any feedback that you have. And I am still booking Saturn readings as well as full chart readings through my Instagram, which is at brightsideofthemoon.pod. So if you want to schedule a Saturn reading, 
which is $55 or a full rating, which is 95, then send me a DM and we can do that for you. Otherwise, we'll jump right into it. All right. Welcome back to like a really special episode of Bright Side of the Moon. I have a very special guest. All of my guests are special, I should say that. But like this one I share the same DNA strands with you, which is very exciting. So my sister is here, the Aquarians of all Aquarians, Angela. So welcome. Welcome to my house. Hi. (laughs) Happy to be here. This is so exciting. I know. We've been trying to do this for a while and people who are listening probably know I took like a big break from the podcast just because I needed a break and didn't really know what to do. And I wasn't even planning on revamping it. But things just started to come together. Guests started to come on and reach out, and it all just started to really make sense. So I'm really excited to kind of kick off this next iteration, talking about Aquarius, because it's actually a big deal right now. And Angela, my sister, has five planets in Aquarius, which is like a little bit nutty. And we have like some funny stories about like when she was little, just like funny little things about her and I, because if you know me, I'm pretty watery. And especially as a child, I was very watery. So It's interesting how it all works. And it's also important to know about Aquarius because not only are we going to be in Aquarius season, this is launching on the first day of Aquarius season. So we need to know what we're working with as well as like the big lessons that are around this sign. But, and additionally, we are officially in the Aquarian age, which hasn't shifted in 2,600 years is the last time that we changed ages. So we've been in this Piscean age of gurus, of organized religion, centered around one gender, which is male. (laughs) So we're really changing the whole game. Like, you wonder why the world is a clusterfuck? Like, this is why. Because we are moving into the Aquarian age. And it's been ramping up and ramping up and ramping up for centuries. And now we shifted. We officially shifted in 2012. We didn't start feeling the effects of it till 2020. So anybody remember that little year? Like, did anything happen that year? You know, that's really why. And we're still changing and adjusting. And so we're going to talk all about what Aquarius rules and why this is such a big deal and why the age of Aquarius, people were singing about it in the 70s because it's a big deal. And people that are listening to this podcast are likely very much affected by it. And the more knowledge that you have, the better. So I brought on the most Aquarian person I know (laughs) to talk about this. So, first of all, talk to me a little bit about being an Aquarius. Like, how was it growing up? Because I will say this. So your sun sign, Angela is an Aquarius sun in addition to all the other planets. But a sun sign is your ego. It's what you really feel that you are. And as a child growing up, you're oftentimes like the shadow of that. Like, I'm a Cancer and I was like really moody, really sensitive, like overly sensitive. So just talk to me a little bit about like, being an Aquarius. Like, what's it like, you air sign nutcase? (laughs) (laughs) I would say as a kid, it always felt like I was a little out of step, a little different, always did things a different way. I couldn't really understand a lot of people and why they did things, often very detached, (laughs) a little eccentric, always doing things my own way, always very headstrong. But definitely growing up and into adolescence, much more of the shadow, just always feeling too different and just a little wonky, honestly, mm-hmm. detached, mostly unemotional, yeah. like really turning into that, I would say, was my difficulties of being Aquarius. Yeah. For sure. It's colder because it's detached. They say that Capricorn's yeah. cold because it just like does not deal with emotions. That doesn't mean you're like cold all the time if you have Capricorn, but that is a shadow side. And with Aquarius, the coldness comes from being aloof. 
And the thing about Aquarius, we'll talk a little bit about what characterizes Aquarius. So the way that Danielle Page, the astrologer, describes it, like all the signs are getting off the spaceship and Aquarius gets off 11th. And they're like jumping rope, smoking a cigarette, like wearing a big pink fluffy hat and like tap dancing. Like they're just fucking weirdos. But it's cool because they march to the beat of their own drum. They do what they like. And they're always doing things differently. This is kind of funny. A few weeks ago, I was watching like Paris in Love, like the Paris Hilton like marriage show. And I was like, God, she reminds me of Angela. Like I was watching, I was like, why does Paris Hilton remind me of my sister? And they have the same birthday. (laughs) Like they're just both very Aquarian and very out there in space people. Like Aquarius is like a space sign. So I'm curious, like, Talk a little bit about what Aquarius is and what it rules, because it's all about being unconventional and that shock factor. And also tech, you can kind of talk about your natural inclinations towards technology. Yeah, well, there's definitely that aspect, (laughs) the technology. You just understand it. That was always a language I understood and could speak and could always fix things, loved fixing the TV, (laughs) loved like putting together different ways for the TV to work and all this stuff. So that was always a big part of who I was. But as for Aquarius in general, like apart from my personal experience, I would say there's so much to do with this yearning for community. Honestly, this big overarching thing. And because Aquarius is naturally kind of detached, like interpersonally, there's this bigger emphasis on the larger scale things. I remember always feeling like kind of alone like very, very isolated, but I'd always try to be in these big groups. Like I fell into music festivals and all these things thinking this was this big thing when it really was just like darkness, which is very interesting. But there was always that craving of where is that community and where can I find it and where people can get together and love and how can I connect people? So that would be big overarching Mm -hmm. thing, themes that I've experienced or seen within you, right? That's important that you bring that up because Aquarius is community. Aquarius is also like humanitarianism. It's bringing the collective together for a greater cause. And it is like the brotherhood of man. Like really it is. And that's like its highest expression is that really humanitarian streak. Like Princess Diana had an Aquarius moon. You know what I mean? That's why she was, and your moon rules your emotion. So she was just very able to connect with the downtrodden and, and bring the world's awareness to causes that were a big deal, like AIDS and all these things. And so that makes a lot of sense that it's like, there's this early in life, there may be this yearning for community that like wasn't there. Like, and I think, especially because the Piscean age, we were born in the nineties. So like, we were still kind of in this, there was just such a big separation like separation, like looking back on my childhood and when we were kids, the world was very separated. Like there's no two ways about it. And Nick, yeah, we have technology now. We're a little bit, it's just changing, but I just feel like things were more isolated. Things were much more cold and it is a big aspect of Aquarius season. So we're moving into Aquarius season starts on January. Yeah. It's like 20th, 19th, that same day. And then goes through February 20th. Correct. So this whole season, it's about marching to the beat of your own drum, caring about what you care about, and sharing that with a community that you feel safe within. And you had a lot of friends, but I feel like you were always trying to like fit in, which I think is normal for children. But I think there was a special kind of 
just a difficulty connecting, which I, I get it. I was a loner too. We were a lonering family. So <laughs> <laughs> it all originated differently. But yeah, that makes sense that you wanted like a bigger group to be around. Yeah. And I always hated it. It was very right. odd because right. I could harvest relationships very easily one-on-one. And then I'd try to bring these things together. And then I would end up just being alone. Like I'd bring these groups together and then just be like, oh my God. And that's very much, I would say, my role in our family where it's like, here we go. We're all, and I'll be the center of it and still just be like, ah. We both are put in that position yeah, for sure. Definitely. For so, sure. but there's just so many things that it's interesting to tell, like where just normal adolescence comes in and where your placements come in and how that changes things because mm-hmm. the two of us are just like so funny. We were talking about this the other day when we were like, oh yeah, there's Paige being very sad and crying and me being like, I just simply don't understand. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I wish I did. And I don't know. It reminded me of like the petting people with broom thing. That was very much. The and, what? You know what I'm talking about? Like those old memes where I was like, they're there. And people oh. like touch someone with a broom. Oh my God. Yeah. That was so much the two of us. Yeah. We were definitely those like archetypes in childhood yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And that definitely has changed over time. But I think that was like our Cancer Aquarian line that mm-hmm. we towed for right. a good amount of time. Well, Cancer, just for people who don't know, Cancer is super emotional. It's the mother of the Zodiac. It is all about emotions. And and I had a lot of them as a child. Like, speaking of memes, I said this meme on, like, the other podcast I was on because it's, like, so indicative of how I was. There's, like, this little boy, and he throws his body over a watermelon to protect it from being cut, and he's, like, crying and screaming, and he's wearing an orca costume. Like, that is very much how I was as a child. And Angela was the meme of, like, someone crying and them, like, standing 10 feet away, petting them with a broom, trying to comfort them. Like, that's just, it was a really interesting dynamic. And that's kind of Aquarian's shadow side, which is... Again, that aloofness, that detachment, that high in the sky. Because we should talk about this. Aquarius is an air sign. So as much as Aquarian, they're the water bearer, is the symbol, it's still an air sign. And so air has to do with the mind and thinking and, in this case, technology. That's why the Aquarian age, as we moved into it right around 2012 through 2020, think about the technological advances. Think about social media. Social media, even though it sucks, is creating community. That's what it is. It's creating community through technology, the most Aquarian thing ever. And we're going to continue to see more of that as we move into this age. But why do you think that that happened right around that time? That's a big deal, is that technology piece and that connection piece. And that comes from being an air sign. And so this next month, just notice when you're in your head. Notice when you're overthinking things, when you're too into technology, because that's also a shadow side. It's like technology is a really good thing. Social media has done really good things, but there's a shadow side to it, just like everything. And so when you're aware of it, it makes it a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking how excited I am for Aquarius season. It's just a time to do things a little weird or a little bit more unique. Whatever you feel like doing, you can really turn into it. I know you always say you get uncomfortable in Aquarius season. I am. Because it's just so odd. Like, it's a really silly energy, kind of. It's just different. But there's so much room in this next month to turn into the weird things that you wouldn't normally do. Just do something fun. Do something a little out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's good. I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's so cool. I just feel like when I think 
of Aquarius season, I just see purples and I see snow and we're sitting here recording this and it's just beautiful snow and I can just feel how awesome this is going to be. And we're going to be in Mercury retrograde as well, but that's okay. Maybe all the weird things can happen at once and maybe (laughs) that'll just be awesome and we'll learn and we'll grow and it'll be cool. Might be a little cold, like in all ways, but it'll be good. It really will. Right. I think. Well, and I think it's important you bring up Mercury retrograde because, so again, Aquarius rules technology, Aquarius rules community. So Aquarius rules these things. And when Mercury goes retrograde, it's not inherently a bad thing. I think like Instagram culture, speaking of, you know, has made it into this big, like, oh my God, <laughs> like, oh my God, how terrible. And Mercury retrograde is really just a time to like review things. Like it's not a time to like stop your life and like freak the fuck out. Like it really is a time to just slow down and readjust and reassess. And so it's taking place in part of Capricorn season because it's starting today, which is the 15th that we're recording this in January. But then it's moving into Aquarius. And Aquarius actually rules technology. So naturally, when communication lines are a little bit more blurry, technology already gets a little bit funky, but it's going to be in the sign of that owns technology or or that houses technology that owns it. So... Maybe it's a time to reassess your relationship with social media. How much are you on it? Are you using it for good? Are you following things that inspire you or just things that like bitch about the way the world is? Like that's a shadow side that we're all kind of experiencing. It's like people just bitching and moaning on social media and like complaining about how bad the world is when there's so much beauty. Like we're watching the snow, like it's fucking gorgeous. Like maybe it's a time to realign your relationship with technology and like, okay, is it making me happy? Is it making my life more beautiful? Am I using it in ways that I feel are responsible and in line with my heart? Like, what am I doing technologically? As well as the way that I connect with my community, right? Like, how can I really forge a community and also heal myself so that I can be a part of a community that is also healed and that I don't attract, like, assholes who are still... We've all been assholes, like, I'm not judging. But, like, some people are still on their asshole journey. And so, like, not attracting those type of people because we still have an asshole wound within us, you know? So, like, maybe things like that. What predictions do you have or things to say about this transit? Tell me. Ooh-wee, you said a mouthful. That is so cool and so true. Like, everybody sits on their social media is like, wow, I want to be like this person and that person. Aquarius is not for that. Do what you want to do. Honestly, no. Get away from that. That just (laughs) needs to go away. Who cares what anybody else is doing? (laughs) That's seriously how that made me feel. Because (laughs) I don't have social media, and that's not to be like, I don't have social media, and I'm super cool. That's just because I could see, like, my own self being so swayed by it. And that doesn't mean there's any, like, shame around it. Like, more power to you. Like, that's fine. Do your thing. But I think for Aquarius season, lean out of what other people are doing, lean into what you're doing, and that's what should matter. That's what always should matter. Maybe you can take that with you throughout the year and throughout all the other seasons we go through. Yeah, just start doing your own thing. Pay attention to what you're doing. And don't be afraid to do things differently because Mm -hmm. this brings us to the ruling planet of Aquarius. The ruling planet of Aquarius is Uranus. And Uranus is Uranus. <laughs> I say Uranus, but apparently I know it just sounds aggressive. I know, but Uranus sounds like I'm like you're trying Uranus. Yeah, like stupid. <laughs> so either, however you say that planet, <laughs> aforementioned planet. Yeah, like it, it, like 
It is shock. It is big change. It is doing things differently. It's also a freedom seeker. It does not like restrictions at all. Like, and yeah, knowing Angela growing up and me, like we talked about why we had the parents we did. Because if you would have tried to tell us rules, like we would have burnt the house down. Like (laughs) there's just like, Angela doesn't like rules. I don't like rules. So that's important to know. So Uranus really rules that shock, that expansion, that freedom, that quest for freedom. And just the wild child. It's the wild child of the Zodiac. Just like a weirdo. They're space people, you know, like I said. So there's something important that I didn't think I was going to talk about, but it's really coming up pretty strong that we need to mention it. So last year, 2021, we had three Saturn-Uranus squares. And any time that these two are kind of playing in the sky, it's uncomfortable. So we had a big Saturn-Pluto kind of dancing around in 2020. And Danielle Page also mentioned that that is what was happening around the time of 9-11, World War I, World War II. Saturn and Pluto were dancing around together. So we had that big change, that big intense thing what happened early 2020. And so last year was the year of the Saturn-Uranus squares. So Saturn rules restrictions, boundaries, restrictions, really just like keeping things in line and the old order. Uranus, it wants to do things different. It's the modern wild child tech. It wants freedom. Why do you think we all year long, we were talking about freedom versus boundaries all year. And this is not political, but just think about that conversation that was taking place and what kind of good things can come from looking at the old, looking at the new, rectifying the two. So Uranus has had a big role lately is that shock, that big shock factor. I mean, how many times did we get shocked last year? There's always a new headline that's like about, again, and it's always over social media because Uranus is really doing a lot of big things right now. And furthermore, like I said, we're moving into the Aquarian age. Like, this is what we're doing now. We're doing technology. We're doing expansions. Like, we're doing freedom. And what freedom means to you. I'm curious what's going to happen with Mercury retrograde and Aquarius with the freedom after all of these weird squares with Saturn. And we're still going to be in this energy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really done now. The last one that we had was on December 24th, which was right around the time that the Omicron variant was coming out. And there was all these revamped discussions around freedom versus boundaries and responsibilities again. So that's not going to go away, but in the context of the Aquarian age as we're revolutionizing the way that we're doing things, we will see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something to be aware of, right? Yeah, like, definitely. It's just interesting to think about all of it because we had those squares and now I want to talk a little bit about the Aquarian age in general and like what it is and what it means. So before, again, like I said, the Piscean age was Pisces rules religion and spirituality. And kind of the shadow side of that was the guru. Like, look at all these assault allegations that are coming out against gurus, people with their cult-like followings taking advantage of their power. That is a shadow side of Pisces. And Aquarius is the freedom seeker. It just likes to do what it wants. And it's about community. Like, we're all the gurus. There's not one guru. There's a bunch of us. It's community, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's very interesting that you talk about that. Because it's funny when you brought up, like, the fifth dimension and, like, the age of Aquarius and how that was such a big deal. Fifth dimension, the band, by yes. the way. Yes, yeah. sorry. <laughs> We're, going- <laughs> We're going to the fifth dimension. Yes. Um, yeah, and how even in, like, the Piscean age, everybody was obsessed with this idea, this coming of this new age. And I was talking to Paige earlier and I was like, yeah, no, Woodstock was called the Aquarian experience. And wow, like, let's love and get together. And just the idea behind that was so pure. 
Mm-hmm. And like, that's what people wanted. That's what people wanted to usher in. Here we are. And it definitely is taking on a different form, I think, than anybody would have ever imagined. Because now it's like... Very Uranus. But it's, it is so much the shadow side because it's like, okay, we have this huge technological community we've created through social media. However, we're more isolated and detached than ever, which is so much you can tell we're in this, like, we're coming into the shadow side immediately. We're not in this, like, grand loving harmonious circle we're moving through it in a really weird way so I don't know I think the tools that are available to us now are helping they're waking people up and people are starting journeys but yeah it's definitely I think going to be a learning curve to get us to where we really want to be right and that's why I think we all we have to understand that your soul came to help usher in this change like everybody that's on the planet right now our souls all knew that this is what we were going to be doing this is the upheaval of a lifetime. This only happens every two, 3,000 years. Like, this is a big freaking deal. And so just like anything, the transition isn't going to be easy and smooth. And for us to have, like, a communal, humanitarian-based, harmonious world, what needs to fall away are those systems built on oppression and segregation and all of these things that have suddenly come back up you know not that they ever were gone but now they're back to the forefront like we're talking about human trafficking like we're talking about human rights in a different way we're talking about racism like we're talking about all these things which are very humanitarian things and I think we're still seeing the shadow side of that but we're talking about them which is very Aquarian it's like hey this is all the shit we got to talk about. We have a lot of going on with Scorpio too, which is Scorpio is like the underworld, but that's really what has to change first. Uranus comes in like, I almost like imagine it like a bowling ball, like a massive like asteroid just like <laughs> mowing down skyscrapers in New York City. Like it's like, poof, poof, like this is oppression. This is bullshit. Poof, we're going to do this differently. <laughs> like banks are bullshit. Money's bullshit. Like that's what Uranus is doing. And why do you think all these systems are changing? Why is there so much bigger conversation around corruption and what the government is doing and power in general? Like what are these conversations? These are Aquarian conversations. And Uranus is definitely helping. It's coming for Saturn, and Saturn doesn't like it. So that's why it's this really uncomfortable push-pull. And so my little Aquarius here is, like, doing her little beep-boop job with her antennas and, like, like figuring her shit out, and as are all of us. But you mentioned the shadow side, because we need to talk about this. This is important. And for every sign, there is a shadow side, there is a higher expression, and there's everything in between. So, like I said, with cancer, like the shadow side is that moody, overly emotional and kind of manipulative. The higher side is really intuitive and caring and nurturing. So with Aquarius, the higher octave is that humanitarian, that community creating, really open-hearted, modern, forward-thinking energy. And the other side of that is, it's really like the shadow side of the Aquarian age is tyranny. And is like a technocracy, which how many times I've been saying that for months, like this is a technocracy, like all of the tech companies coming together to rule the world. Like this is a shadow side of Aquarius that we do need to talk about. And it's that cold detachment, creating communities of people who are sleeping rather than awake. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, that's so crazy that you say the shadow side is tyranny. And that obviously resonates, I'm sure, with most of us, all of us. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really crazy to think about. I know. Well, it's funny because it's something that you don't realize until someone says, like when someone said that the other day, that was Danielle Page. That was not mine, by the way. 
But I was like, yeah, I've been sharing this meme on my Instagram page lately. I, I think I've shared it like three times on accident. So it must be like really important. So sorry if you've seen it all three times. And you're like, shut up. It's like you were made to explore this. And it's like going on a hike. And then it's like not this. And it's like Mark Zuckerberg in a room of like people with those virtual reality goggles on. It's like really creepy. And if you look at that picture, like that's the shadow side. Like that's literally the shadow side. It's a bunch of like people being like so in their virtual world that are controlled by someone else. So it's interesting because Uranus is just like this freedom seeker and it's also teetering on. Like it's just all kind of cyclical. And so it's something that we all have to be aware of in Aquarius season, in the Aquarian age of this tendency towards the tyrannical as well as how we can really circle back within our communities. Because I've been saying this forever, like the way that we defeat division is through communities. Like we are, we're meeting up in person and talking about things that we care about. And even if we don't agree all the time, we're talking about them. We're finding solutions and doing the best we can with what we know. Yeah. And I think there's also something to be said for Aquarius season and Aquarians in general and independence. Like, a fully developed in their power Aquarian is going to be very independent, but that independence is what leads to this pure community. So right now with how we all do things, it's everybody's kind of doing the same thing. There's this lack of independence. So hopefully as we move into this, we go our own ways. We understand what freedoms we need for ourselves, what we need to do for the leading this independence into the good for humanity. And I think that's how these communities are going to be built is through this personal power of like, hey, no, actually, I know what I need. I know what I need to do for myself in order to get everyone where they need to be going, mm-hmm. I think is a really big thing, too. Right. It's that self-sovereignty, which is something that we've been playing with and we're going to continue to play with for a while. But it, you're right, because you do have to be integrated and know who you are to healthily come into a community. But otherwise, it's that Piscean energy of putting all of your power into a guru. You haven't healed your own, so you outsource your power to someone else who says that they know better for you. The Aquarian age is like, absolutely the fuck not. Like, that is not the vibe. You come into your independence, like you said, and your own quirks, and you learn to love them. You learn to soften into those areas of yourself that may be a little bit uncomfortable, but really do hold your gifts And that's a really important part. I'm glad that you brought that up because, man, people are coming into their own and it's difficult. It's uncomfortable to have all these realizations. We should say that like this isn't a comfortable ride, but it's the most rewarding to usher in an age of humanitarianism and connection. Oh, definitely. There's definitely been a pretty noticeable shift, I think, for most people who are awake recently. And yeah, maybe just everybody who's just waking up, getting shaken out of the norm because it's like, all right, it might just be time. might be time to start looking at things differently in this like shock. So maybe that is why we needed that extra oomph of Mercury retrograde in Aquarius season because it had to shake these things loose in a new way entirely. Well, and give us room to look at it. Oh, definitely. Which is what Mercury retrograde is. It's like, Take a step back and look at this. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think this will be good. Who knows what we're going to learn, like, as a community, as individuals in the coming month. I think so, too. And I do want to mention this. I don't know why this keeps coming into my brain. But so the opposite. So every sign in the Zodiac has an opposite. And the opposite of Aquarius is Leo. 
And so if you think about it this way, Aquarius is community. It's expressing the self through community and humanitarianism. And Leo is all about the self and showing off the self. And neither of these things are bad things, but we need them in balance. You want to shine your light. You want to shine and show who you are, which is amazing. We want you to do that. And at the same time, how can we bring it back to the community? How can we shine through community? Leo wants to shine itself on a stage. Aquarius wants to bring a group of 12 tap dancers and dazzle the pants off people. Like they're similar, but different. They all have the same goal, but they have different ways of getting there. And so we have a Leo full moon in February that's really going to call us into our power and call us how can we shine so that we can be a part of these communities? How can we have this independence, this individuality? How can we let our freak flag fly within ourselves and within our communities? So we have all this Mercury retrograde action going on within technology and all these things. But then we have this Leo full moon that is really going to bring maybe some matters of not like ego the bad way, but like who we want to be presenting ourselves at. What do we shine at? And how is that uplifting the world, whether we're consciously aware of it or not? Yeah, working on ourselves for the betterment of all humankind. It's Mm -hmm. that fire that needs to be lit under the air. Just like, here we go. We're doing this Mm -hmm. all together. That balance, that Leo Aquarian split is is such an interesting one. It really is so weird. There's weird. such <laughs> they're very interesting signs individually, but like together, that moon's gonna be just wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It always is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have that many planets in Leo or Aquarius. I kind of those are kind of parts of my chart that I'm not specifically working on this lifetime. I have a lot more emotional work to do. But that's why I think sometimes it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Like this month, we're in January. We're waiting the Cancer full moon. I'm like, yes, I have a Capricorn moon and a Cancer sun. So I'm like, all right, it's my moon. It's my time to shine. So I feel really comfortable. And sometimes they're a little bit more intense because that is triggering different parts of my chart. So take a look at your chart. See where you have Aquarius, where you have Leo. Your fifth and your 11th houses are the houses that you can look at as well. Those are the houses that hold both of them. 11th is Aquarius and fifth is Leo. So we're on this interesting axis for the next month under the guise of these interesting squares that are taking place and under the moon and all of these interesting movements as we move into the Aquarian age, because right when all this stuff started to shift is when Saturn moved into Aquarius. <laughs> and then I think there was another planet in Aquarius, but it was right when these big planets moved into Aquarius and were conjunct in Aquarius because it officially signaled the beginning of this new era. So it's good to have these in the forefront of our minds and to understand how we're working with this energy because it is working through each of us. So we have technology, marching to the beat of your own drum, individuality, freedom. What are some other themes? Those are the main ones. Those are the main ones. And I think they all kind of play together. Yeah, definitely. It's also communication. Anything Mm -hmm. with air is communication. So air in general, that's why the Geminis are like chatty and Libras are chatty. And I think Aquarius is like they're chatty, but in a different way. So you yeah. might feel like more internally chatty. <laughs> yeah, definitely louder in the mind. But I think there's something to be said about Aquarius being a fixed sign. Definitely. Because that's like you're stubborn, like you're chatty, but you're a little bit more sure of it. Of like <laughs> than the other air signs, it's it has like an earthier tinge to it. A little bit more like, okay, I'm thinking all this. I'm going to say it. And here's what's happening. Yeah, it's just a little bit more upfront, I would say. 
Oh, for sure. Definitely a little. I actually think a big theme with Aquarius in its best is honesty. It is just, here's what I'm feeling. Here it is. So maybe we'll see some of that. Maybe Mm -hmm. everybody will have the courage to say what they need to say or things will come to light. So yeah, things will come to light. Yeah. Things are definitely going to come to light. So ways to kind of support yourself is getting grounded, making sure you're not too in your head and connecting again, maybe journaling about your relationship with technology. Is it really helping you, hurting you? Is it taking away from your purpose? Is it supporting your purpose? Whatever. As well as I'm trying to think of some other like self-care things because for me I have such a hard time with like air signs it just makes me so anxious what helps with yours like what helps with your like thoughts well definitely really been a learning curve staying grounded for me struggled with anxiety for a long time really was up in my head even up over my head for a lot so I think I had to really teach myself and I think this is something that could definitely help is to really really visualize when you're feeling really heady is to really, really visualize all that space and energy moving down, always breathing it down. I have to do that all the time. And once you breathe it down far enough, drop that cord. Like make sure you're moving all from your head, all the way down to your root, to the base of your spine and into the earth. Because definitely run the risk of running into anxieties and a lot of fear-based stuff with Aquarius and all air signs in general. So that is definitely an important piece of it is really focusing on staying grounded because if you're grounded in an Aquarian energy, it is, it is very unique and it's very special. So yeah, that's definitely a big thing. Good call. And even listening to like earth frequencies or like different tones, because sometimes music can get you more in your head. Really be aware of the music you're listening to. I don't know why that's coming through pretty strong, but like Because when I was really struggling, I would go on these runs and blast EDM. It was 2012. It was a little different. But like, but I was literally blasting EDM and be so in my head and it would make me even more anxious. So be aware of the music you're listening to, the way that you're integrating frequencies that are coming to you. Really work with that is something that's coming through pretty strong. Because that is technology. It's like you're plugging in your phone and you're listening to music. Like really be aware of that as well. Yeah. Become the divine witness. If you're feeling very, very in your head or you're meditating, envision yourself looking down on yourself. Become your own witness. Stay present. Be in exactly each moment to the best of your ability. Definitely. Those are the biggest things. Yeah. I love it. Oh my God, how exciting. Yeah, normally I'm like really freaked out for Aquarius season. This made me feel a little bit better. (laughs) It's going to be better. We're going to have a a good time. I'm glad that you think so because I'm a little, (laughs) it'll be fine. And also like, you know, your intention, like my intention is to feel good. And like, if you go into it thinking it's going to be a nightmare, then it's got to be a nightmare. So just be aware of where you're putting your energy and maybe receive this time as abundant. Receive this reset as abundant, this review in such an interesting, important sign. All signs are important, but right now, Aquarius in the Aquarian age, obviously a big deal. (laughs) So just take some time with this, digest this, really let this sink in and see, maybe ask your soul for some signs. Like what did I come for this part of history for? What gifts am I here to receive from being an usher of the Aquarian age? Because that's a big freaking deal. It's a it's a soul badge, we'll say, is like you get to go back and be like, yeah, look at what I helped usher in. So maybe just feel into that over the next month or so and be aware, again, of those shadow sides of technology, those shadow sides of social media and communi- communications and communities. Just really be aware of them and also just think of ways that you can really move into those higher expressions is what I would say. Yeah, definitely. I agree. 
And do something weird. Do something weird. <laughs> do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your vibe, go ahead. No judgment here, obviously. Paige but. and I are going to go interpretive dancing. <laughs> do something real Sounds weird. very much like me. Maybe, maybe one of these days. Oh my God, this is amazing. Well, happy Aquarius season to you as we listen to this whenever it is. You don't even have to be in Aquarius season to be listening to this. But if you vibe with it, we really appreciate you being here. This was so much fun. And I hope that this really brought you some clarity and... Just helps you remember the energy that we're working with at all times, especially this next few weeks. So again, thank you for being here. If this resonated with you in any way, shape, or form, please rate, review, subscribe, send it to someone. We always appreciate the support. And if you're ever looking to book a reading, you can always do that at our Instagram, which is at brightsideofthemoon.pod. If you want to get more into your astrological chart, do a Saturn reading, you can always send me a DM. Otherwise, thank you so much for being here, Angela Pitchler, this oh, beautiful guest that you are. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah. I've never done this before. I know. Mm. You see, it's so Aquarian of you to be like talking and, and yeah. really coming into this. And she is really coming into her chart. You come into more expressions of your chart later. And that's definitely this little, little alien is doing. So <laughs> all you other little aliens, thank you for being here. And I'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. For more information on Bright Side of the Moon, go to pagepitchler.com or follow along on Instagram at brightsideofthemoon.pod. If you're looking to get in contact, you can always email me at brightsideofthemoonpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, reaching out on Instagram is always an option as well. Thanks so much. Bye.